Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Is Now Online. We did it! We did it! <laughs> For those of you <laughs> listening fun. along, you've missed 10 minutes of us trying to figure out how to do that. Take that was 65. Simple exercise. <laughs> Guys, everybody's going to love that. That is, that's so us. Everybody's going to love it. Yeah, it is. That's the Scott, most thinking you... I've done in a long time. Long time. I'm just glad <laughs> I'm not part of it. I just got to set you up. <laughs> Scott, you mentioned a funny thing before we, had, we tried to do it. You said that that, was, that reminded you of Phoebe and Monica's uh, answering machine in Friends. Yes. And I thought that was an excellent, uh, like that brought me back to the world before coronavirus. And I just appreciate that. <laughs> you um, mean when Friends was on Netflix? When right. Friends was actually like accessible and bingeable. I saw, I saw a meme that since Friends was taken off Netflix in 2020, it's not been our day, our week, our month, or even our year. <laughs> oh, I love true. it. I love it. <laughs> it's so Maybe true. they're on to something. They really are. That's awesome. I think we need to start. A, I'm, not, I'm not a superstitious person. I'm You're a little stitious? Yes. A little stitious? I'm a little stitious. I think we should ask to put that back online. I it's think Friends is HBO. now online. It's going to HBO. Oh they got God. greedy. Really? Yeah, Man. they got greedy. Christians am don't I, watch HBO. Am I the am I the one person? Am I the one person that despises Friends? That's, yes. I can't. Yes. I can't stand yes. that show Get at out all. The only person. Can't stand You're no it. longer no. welcome on you this podcast. The can't do it. Not surprise me that the angsty artsy guy it's just too, it's the best pop culture art ever made no uh, that's such a false statement he's wrong daniel you are wrong oh no first marital wrong. spat it's gonna be over friends they say you're not married until you argue season. in public so this is here a good, it is a good sign. for all of our 50 yeah. listeners to hear oh yeah i guess I'll, we were married a long time one. gotta stay loyal to friends before this turns into a uh, premarital counseling session (laughs) there's a lot of big news happening around the world and you know nothing happens until we talk about it on this podcast so uh i feel like we need to, to talk about the elephant in the country right now and that is the opening of states back up after the quarantine and this is so this is like the light at the end of the tunnel that everyone's pining for and yet not everyone is agreeing that it's a good idea some states you know georgia's taking a lot of flack right now because um essentially everything's fair game in georgia uh, i know that's not true that's you should not trust this <laughs> source these are just opinions but it feels like everything's open in georgia and um then you have states like michigan who are my my aunt so my sister lives in Georgia and it's like, yeah, everything's going. My aunt lives in Michigan. It's like, oh my goodness, we're going to be on lockdown through Christmas. And uh, it's just totally different. And I'm curious, how do you guys feel about states opening up? And, you know, if Indiana were to open up quickly or in the next like week or so, how would you feel about it? It would be really, really weird. And just, there'd be a lot of, emo- like, there already are a lot of emotions, um, just anticipating that and how people are going to act i'm excited but also like i don't know it's weird yeah i feel very much a mix of emotions like i am desperate to be around people again but i also have this fear about me that was never there before Mm -hmm. and unfounded or not i mean it, it could be unfounded at this point i mean to be that as scared as i feel but because of these 
six weeks of being just in my home where I know that my home is clean. I know that we have not been anywhere. I know that we have not interacted with anyone that could give us anything. That is a heightened level of control and feeling like I'm going to lose that mm. kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Well, it's been crazy to see just how fast the country can shut down and how fast life can change. Yeah. But I think how, how slow it's going to be to find any sense of normalcy even if things start to to pick back up, because you know, in in wedding planning, um, I mean, because we basically had to change our wedding shower, uh, cancel it, um, and we don't know, like, man, if it if it opens back up in July, do we give it like two months before people are actually ready to, in groups of hundreds and eat? Like, what is it? What is it going to specifically look like? I think that's just been kind of a, I don't know, just a little bit unsettling on some of the logistics of actually opening things but you guys are going to need to have 10 weddings <laughs> yeah i yeah. know right <laughs> ten weddings. literally yeah, your guest list is you split up 10 miserable. ways and you're going to need to eat 10 times we're just going to have a wedding week <laughs> there you go you know with all this i because because indiana's kind of been here before there was thought that oh you know maybe two weeks ago they would open it back up so i feel like it's a bit of this like dangling carrot and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to get my hopes up that, oh, you know, this is it. It's all going to happen one day and, and we'll be all open back up. So, you know, whatever happens, there's still going to be a lot of like levels of restriction. So I feel like it's going to be a very gradual like pull out of, of uh, just being quarantined in your home. So I don't know. I guess it is mixed emotions. We're talking about this from the church side of things where there's a um, there's uncertainty about the future but we're trying to make plans for when we can gather 50 people together and the weather is getting nicer. I, one of the things that screams summer to me is like barbecue. And, you know, one of the the projects that our, our church staff is trying to figure out is like, can we host a tailgating party in our parking lot? Like how, how would that work? And um, I don't know, I'm going public right now with it. We're going to do it. I don't care <laughs> I gonna watch. who's, we're just going to do it. I, you know, whenever it's, whenever oh, that, that order lifts in Indiana, um, we may have to shut down, you know, 700 North because there'd be a line of people trying to get into our driveway and we'll have to cut them off at 50 people. But uh, I just can't wait to like see people and just throw raw meat on a searing grill Amen. You know, oh boy. see people playing playing bags in the parking lot and uh, things like that would be just great. And um, those I, are the things I that think, like get me excited for the future, right? I think we should. Uh, I don't know. Do reruns of like so each maybe each week we could have like if you're a Cubs fan, we do like all the Cubs <laughs> greatest hits reruns <laughs> tailgate. And if you're yes. a Sox fan, then I guess I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Okay, well, 2005 wasn't that long ago. I mean, not from around here, man, but come on. <laughs> There's a couple of professions that have been working throughout the midst of all of this. Um, and I, I would say the risk for these groups, like who would have thought that, you know, Christina, you're a, a dental hygienist. Yeah. I would have thought, what great job security for you. Like there'll never be a moment where you don't have work and yet wow here was six weeks of you know likewise barbers like i talked to my barber the other day and i was like hey 
I don't know if I pay you double, triple, will you cut my hair? <laughs> and he was, he did not. He was like, man, I can't, I just can't. And mm-hmm. he started complaining. He's like, man, it's, but, but pray for me. Cause, and he's not a Christian dude, but he was like, pray for me because I have, I have not made a dollar in the past six weeks and it's, it's hitting me. And yet then mm. you have people like, um, you know, the drive through at McDonald's and you have Starbucks employees who have always had great benefits, but great job security. Now for some of the locations you've got, the far spectrum doctors and medical workers and grocery checkout people right mm-hmm. there's this whole gamut of people who have become essential and then non-essential and we're starting to see the opening up of what we used to call you know non-essential i think anyone with a job is probably essential you're getting paid that's why you have a job christina right. you're going into like the it's the medical world talk to us about how it's going to feel for you you know, getting into people's mouths, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, is that a, I, that's yeah. how I perceive what you do. I know that's, <laughs> that's way less technical. That. That's, exactly that's basically what I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a very personal space. Um, I mean, I, I have such a wide range of patients that I see and um, it's just, it's wild to even think about like going back into that. We're having meetings this week. We haven't even talked yet about what that's going to look like when we actually get into the office. Um, but both of my employers were having meetings this week to go over like new protocols, um, like the protective um, gowns and masks and just everything that we're going to have to do, including like um, how we like get dressed at work because I mean, I have all my scrubs here. So like all of my stuff is now going to be at the office and we're literally going to have to scrub down before we get to work. And when we leave work and there's just this huge, um, I don't know, barrier that we have to keep. And so it's just, it's, it's going to be very different, but I am, I am definitely excited about getting back to work and like having my job. (laughs) because I do, I miss my patients and I miss the work that I do. Well, they be screen, they'll have to screen people, right? Like take temperature when they come in, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, they also, one of the things that I know that I've talked to my boss, my boss has been really awesome through this whole process. Um, he's called me at least like two or three times a week, just keep me updated on what's going on and what he's hearing. Um, and also just asking how I'm doing. But he said that when we get back in, we aren't going to have our lobby open. So when patients come in, they come straight to our room. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that when people leave, that they're not crossing each other. So um, it's just going to be a lot of communication with each other because one of my room, my room is all the way on the opposite end of the other hygiene rooms. So um, yeah, just communicating and, and really being good about like, hey, I'm going to be done with my patient in 10 minutes, so they're going to leave. Wait mm-hmm. for a few minutes so we can wipe everything down before you let your patient leave. So it's definitely going to slow processes down, but yeah, Christina, it'll be I haven't, asked, I haven't asked you this yet, um, but I'm, I'm curious. Like, So I know that in some parts of the country, testing kits, which take now just a couple minutes, are super available. Mm-hmm. Have they talked with you guys about if they are going to offer testing kits in the offices um, or what that looks like? We haven't talked about that yet, but I did mention it to um, mm-hmm. the doctor that I work for because um, I, I think they have a finger prick now yeah. test that 
in like a couple minutes, you know, or something like that. I'm, I'm you, not you sure. You mean for hygienists or for patients? Patients. For patients. Yeah. It could either, I mean, either or, because I mean, if it would be good for us to know, because we're going to be seeing a lot of people. So if one of us were contaminated, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that, I'm just thinking like the shrewd person that I am, but like, if I am feeling like I've got COVID, do all I need to do is just make a dental appointment and then before <laughs> get I even the get there, I'll get tested. I mean, it took us 12 days to get our son's yeah. test back. You know, I, I love the technology. You know, this is part of the common grace of medicine that God's given us is like the ability for science to expedite some things. And so it's a wonderful thing and I'm all for, for it, but what an interesting uh, set of questions that we're all walking into here. I think yeah. one of the, the realities that you're describing, maybe one of the most preconceived notions that I feel like I just need to prepare my heart for is how much longer it's gonna take us to do everything. And it's almost felt like we needed patience to be at home for a couple of weeks, but we might just be at the beginning of our patience, right? Mm -hmm. To be saying like, when we go out in public, you're going to need to just cool your jets the whole time because that yeah. person checking out your groceries is going to clean down their counter and the terminal station where you put your credit card before you can touch it. And all of these things are just happening to make sure that we stay safe in a, in a way where it probably would have bothered me before if it, if I had to wait, you know, for my hygienist to disinfect the entire area for 10 minutes or five minutes or even a minute, you know, like how impatient I've been in, in the past. And so I think you're just helping us prepare ourselves for the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely will be a lot of patience. Even, I mean, I think no matter where you go, there's always going to be someone who, loses their patience because they're like, oh, why can't they just hurry up? Like this, my appointment was at this time or, you know, whatever. I'm trying to get out of here real quick. And yeah, I think it, you're definitely right. That's going to test a lot of us. And that I'm realm. a chronically late person as it is. I mean, Kristen will tell you this. I, I, I leave <laughs> my house, I leave my house five minutes after I was supposed to almost every day. And I thought, every you day. Know, yeah, every day. And so it'll just be, it'll be more people like me being more intentional about leaving bigger buffers between things because we're going to be, you know, stop. Not, you know, it's that thing where you're stopped by a train. You're like, well, I live between three train tracks in the place I'm going. I should have known that it's going to get stopped by a train, but I just didn't buffer any time in for it. And the amount yeah. of things that are going to happen to us are going to really, really throw us off. Um, are you guys like super pumped about, is there any aspect of life opening up, you know, in the coming weeks that gets you really excited about things, like kind of brings hope back to you? Like what, what are those things? Oh, I just want to eat. I just want to eat. I just want to eat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that should take precedence over that. Like, okay, church, yes, 100% church, but like, I want to eat so bad. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Where's the restaurant you're going to go? Oh, man. Yeah, make the I, pitch, man. Make some money mm. for one of our local business owners. <laughs> oh, man. Me and Christina go to this uh, this Indian joint. Yeah. Um, where is it at? Not Is it not Chesterton? Uh, Sherryville. Uh, Tandor. What's it called? Yeah, Tandor. Oh, buddy. So good. That's, that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be my first, like, let, let's 
let's uh, walk the plank type of dangerous move. We're going to a buffet. <laughs> I'm going straight going to a buffet. For some people, Indian food is that already. So that's very and, true. And so I mean, yeah. the, you know, COVID's <laughs> over when Daniel's getting some uh, some uh, chicken biryani or whatever it's mm. called. Tiki mm. masala. Tiki masala. Oh, yes. Yeah. So good. Scott, what about you, man? I, for some reason, the first thing that came to mind was sports. Like, I want to go to a baseball game. yeah that's probably the last thing that will open honestly like massive crowds but that's for that's just summer to me it's like just go sit at a baseball game that sounds awesome absolutely absolutely Kristen, you got anything i i want to host people in my home (laughs) that's (laughs) what i miss is like having having people over or like going to someone's house and just being together and which i guess that will happen sooner rather than later so I'm excited for that, but yeah, just that like being around people and not having it be, I don't know, scary. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the day when all five of us can sit around one table, <laughs> not six saying. feet apart. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just not have to think about it. <laughs> when we started I, this podcast, we had thought we would just chill in the student room and that yeah, got yeah, shut we, down in like two days. Yeah. It was literally like, yeah, it was not long after we... I mean, we had to spread those chairs farther apart. And yeah, now here we are all in different spaces. And so, well, today we've got a really fascinating guest. Scott, why don't you set up our guests for today? Yes, we have a bunch of Gen Z hopping on and we're super excited. We've got uh, three Verge students, Abigail Grace and Esther coming on to talk with us just about what uh, how Gen Z has handled this and, and homeschool and school and, and summer coming up, what they're excited about and what they're struggling with. We are so glad to be here with a bunch of Gen Zers. We're really excited to get into this conversation. And uh, guys, we've got Esther, uh, Grace, Abigail, along with Daniel Asher, Kristen Jacobson, and Christina Soderquist. So we got a full house here, guys. Yeah? Full house. (laughs) Well, we're excited to uh, talk to a group of people whose lives have probably changed more than most in the last few weeks. So uh, Esther, Grace, Abigail, I'm just going to give an opportunity to introduce yourself. So Esther, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what's been going on a little bit the the last few weeks with you. Hi, I'm Esther. I'm a freshman at Portage Christian School. And uh, this has been quite a struggle for me going from a classroom of 24 to a classroom of just me. (laughs) So, the, the classroom yeah. of just me. That's where everybody's at right now, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Grace, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Grace Wells. Um, I'm a sophomore and I'm actually homeschooled. So this has been um, a little different for me in that I don't have um, orchestra and go to church and different things like that. But um, school-wise, it hasn't been very different for me. 
that a whole lot different. And Abigail. Hi, I am Abigail Trusty. I'm also homeschooled. I'm in eighth grade, so not much has really changed for me other than youth group and church being canceled. Yeah, I love the I love the full spectrum. Like Esther used to go to school every day. Esther, what time would you get up in the morning to go to school? I get up at 7.30, get ready, go to school at around 8. Nice. And now do you sleep in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Grace and Abigail, do your parents make you get up at the same time that you used to? Um, my mom actually doesn't understand why I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, but I- 5.30. <laughs> She's doing this wrong. <laughs> I just Ab kind of wake up whenever I want. Whenever you want. This is yeah. perfect, right? We get 5.30 whenever we want, and then Esther's sleeping in a little bit. Well, that's really cool, guys. I know that these last few weeks have been uh, very different, I think, for Verge uh, specifically. And I know for a lot of people who who are in school, but what's been maybe some of the hardest things for you guys these last couple of weeks? Well, me and my sibling are seven years apart. And so it's hard on a daily basis to like talk to her and interact with her because it's such a, like a big gap. But now where I have to help her with her homework and do it every single day constantly, I'm seeing a lot of like positive changes with our relationship too. That's really cool. I, that's a that's a neat perspective. I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you, Esther, with younger siblings, and uh, maybe the relationship has changed a little bit. But what about you, Grace and Abigail? How have uh, how have the last few weeks been a struggle for you guys, or have they? Um. Yeah, I think just not being able to go and see as many people, um, and not being able to like serve at church has been kind of hard for me, um, but it's been good in the sense that I've been able to really read my Bible every day and take that time that I've needed to anyway. So I think that that was like a good thing. Yeah. What about you, Abigail? I guess for me, I guess not being able to like go see people or we always have like a lot of people at our house, like our friends are always coming over, we're always going to see them. So just not having that as an option anymore it's been kind of weird yeah I know I, I even know for Christina Daniel and, and Kristen I think especially uh, it's hard not being social that's just a difficult piece of this whole puzzle that we're working through and something that I you know I didn't really realize before it's like you don't realize something until it's gone like how much you enjoy something until it's gone and that social piece has uh, has definitely been something that I've missed how are you guys being social in the midst of it? Or how are you guys trying to, to, to find people and still talk to people in, in the midst of all of this? Well, I think it's a good thing that like we're growing up in a generation where technology is so big with us. And basically from the time we're born, we understand how to use it. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of us, like especially me, I've been texting people, FaceTiming people, calling people constantly. Do you guys miss that in-person contact though? Yes. Yeah. I definitely miss, uh, I'm, we do Wednesday nights of Verge. We do like a Zoom call for Verge, but uh, we definitely miss that social, like physical social interaction on Wednesday nights. I never realized how much um, 
you know, I really enjoyed that time with, with all you guys until, uh, until it was gone. And Esther, I know that you love that you told us before, but that's been, uh, that's been difficult. That's definitely been hard, but Abigail and Grace, how have you guys tried to stay connected with, uh, with other people during this? Yeah. So, um, one friend that I've made recently, her, I and Coleman have, um, had zoom calls or FaceTime calls, um, pretty much every night. And we been going through a couple of different books of the Bible. Um, so that's been a huge blessing because um, normally I'm very busy on weeknights. So this has been a blessing to be able to um, do that with them. Yeah, that's a really good point, Grace. I know that um, like this generation, your generation can find itself really, really busy with evenings filled and weekends filled and early mornings, late nights. Have you guys found that you, you're less busy in this time or have you found yourself more busy? Well, I think I find like random things to do. They keep me busy. But <laughs> as a whole, I find myself with a lot of downtime where I'm just not doing anything or mm -hmm. finding myself occupied doing the wrong things like watching shows instead of reading the Bible, you know? Like a lot of boredom that creeps in. And I don't think you guys are alone in that. I know, like, I've felt, I've felt that there's been moments of, uh, of boredom or of just, like, being in my head a lot. Um, how do you guys, how have you guys worked through some of maybe, like, the emotional side of things that would come up, um, maybe some stress or some anxiety with this? I don't know if you guys have, have struggled with any of that, but I know that this time uh, with a lot of students in Verge has brought out some some struggles, some like emotional struggles. What do you guys, have you guys been in the midst of that? And um, if so, what have you guys been doing to try to keep yourself um, maybe out of your own head a little bit? Um, well, one thing that like I do, um, if I notice I'm getting like really stressed, I'll just like kind of take a moment and remember that um, I was like say to myself, God is in control and God is good. And that's just like really helped me with realizing like how petty my stress is compared to how big God is. Mm, that's really good. What about you, Esther? Um, I find that I'm like now I notice more that I'm very like family oriented too. And so right now it's really hard like not being able to go to my aunt's house every weekend and talk to her. So I found that like I will have times where I'll just be like, really stressed out with the fact that I miss her and so I'll like break down but then I need to remember that we're doing this to keep us safe you know like this whole thing would not be in play if God had a bigger picture to come with it so I just like need to keep reminding myself that God's plan is going to work out in the end no that's yeah. really good I appreciate that from you guys and um I know you guys have school coming to a close you're pretty quick right when yeah. when are you guys out for the summer may 18th if i'm lucky if you're lucky <laughs> if you can get all the work done right yeah yeah what about you guys grace abigail when are you guys done i just kind of am done whenever i finish my books i don't really have like a set date yeah so it's all on you that's almost worse right <laughs> yeah. what about you grace we're shooting for May 15th. May 15th. So coming down close, I know Hobart schools are done in like three days. I think they're done May 1st. But 
Um, summer's coming up and there's a chance on May 1st that the stay at home mandate gets lifted. So what do you guys, if you could just dream for a, for a second, what are you guys really excited to do if you were able to just suddenly go visit everybody and there were no restrictions uh, on, on us anymore? What would you guys do? Personally, I just think like I'd walk around and just like give everybody that like I know a hug. Like, <laughs> I know I've missed like hugs so much now. Like I just want to like go like, hey, there you are and just give everybody a hug. And be Same closer girl. than six feet, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's good. What about you, Grace? Um, I would probably go see my grandpa because um, we've had we haven't been able to see him very much. Um, and I'd go to Abigail's house probably. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail, you got big plans if uh, the restrictions get lifted? No, not really. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like I just want to give all my friends a hug. <laughs> I haven't been able to. It's weird. I know. I, I'm really excited to get back to Verge and just to see see people and see what's different. See what's different with, you know, how we really shouldn't take things for, for granted, even being in the same room as each other. So I'm really excited for, for that time if it gets lifted. Uh, hey, we'll I got see. a question for Grace and uh, Abigail and Esther. Uh, Esther, you, you had a great insight just saying that you know, all, all, all your generation grew up with screens in your hands and you know how to navigate technology. When I was, you know, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but like I, I never had a game system growing up. You know, I, I, my first smartphone was my last year of college. Um, and so I've, I've never thought of myself as like a technologically like ignorant person, but I'm not a native. And so I'm curious, what do you wish adults knew about how technology works and how life with technology works like are there things that you guys do that you're like why don't adults do these things too like I would just love I'd love to get younger myself if you can help me be younger well I think in a lot of ways you were better off than we are because now we're stuck to our screens and we find that like my dad was telling me that when he was younger, all he'd want to do is go outside and his parents had to yell at him to get back inside. But now like my mother has to yell at me to go outside, you know? Yeah. So I think that in some ways you guys are better than us. You guys got to go outside and you guys were content with that. Now I feel like we're more needy and we always like have to have an electronic either near us or in our hands in order for us to be like, okay. It's definitely like a, it's definitely like a double-edged sword. And I was just thinking about this the other day, um, how much time my phone has been around me since I got it. And I think it's more than my wife has been around me since, you know what since I mean? You, like Since you got her? Yeah, since I got her. <laughs> no, but like, I, but we are constantly, constantly surrounded. And uh, there's good, there's good things with that. Like even this, even Zoom, we've been able to stay connected with each other. Like, could you imagine, Dan, like back in the day, if, if this happened and we had stay-at-home mandates and there was no technology, you know, you had, you'd be sitting in front of the TV the whole time and not be able to connect yeah. with anybody except for the phone. Well, back in, back in, so if this happened back when I was, you know, you, you guys' age, it, it would, we had AOL and AOL had this thing called Instant Messenger. And mm -hmm. it's essentially what Facebook Messenger is today, but you paid per minute to be connected to the internet. And so your parents 
you had if you were rich, you had two phone lines. One was dedicated to the computer. One was dedicated to people calling you. I know phone lines. You're just no, it's fine. The listeners are <laughs> they can't express the the blank stares that I'm getting back from Grace and Abigail and Esther right now. Uh, like, but it would been, but this would have been like so connecting would have been a rich person's game back uh, you know 20 30 years ago. Still kind of is today. You got to have Comcast or some sort of internet or some phone bill to be able to do it, and that's not cheap. But I think we would have felt it way more acutely. You know, like you'd be mm-hmm. making your, you know, your downloads work. And it was not internet that used images. Images loaded like, like a <laughs> little bit at a time before you could see everything. So there was no video conferencing. There was no Zoom. There was, there, I mean, it was, we, we, we would have had better luck sending letters to each other. And that's kind of like, so Esther, what you're saying, it reminds me of my kids. And I'm kind of grateful that this is happening to them at the age they are because they're seven, five, and three. And they've just discovered that there's a creek in our backyard that has toads and frogs and, and tadpoles and all these things in it. And uh, it's, it's in a lot of ways reminded me of my childhood where like the kids can wander far from home and we don't really care right now. Like for some reason, coronavirus is this false sense of security that all the creeps have like <laughs> sheltered in place too. And yeah, so they're totally not right. going to be out. And like, it just feels like, oh, my kids can go wherever. I don't even know where they are right now. I kind of, I kind of, my office overlooks the back creek. So, but there's this wonderful side of this as a parent. We're like, good, they're outside playing. Like, go do that. And we eat dinner around the table together. And I'm glad for my kids to have that experience too. So I'm resonating with a lot of what you guys are saying, just both from the joys of what we're feeling today and, and the, some of the challenges that we feel today too. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Um, so I've been getting um, just messages from different students and girls that are in my crews, and a lot of them are speaking to what you're talking about with um, just technology being at, like the only thing that you have to look forward to really every day, and that's like how you connect. And um, a lot of them are also just talking to me about how they're feeling really like anxious or depressed because they feel stuck. Um, and they feel like all they're looking at is news feeds and they don't really know what to do with their time. Like, do you guys feel that? Or do you feel like you're starting to pick up hobbies and trying to like figure out different ways to, to use your time? Um, yeah. Um, I think for me, um, Coleman and I had a lot of school to finish up. And so this has been really a blessing in disguise because we've been able to occupy our time with school that wouldn't have gotten done. Um, and I've also been able to focus a lot of my time on different music projects. So I haven't had like a ton of time to like, I don't know, like feel stressed or lonely. Um, and I do have like a big family. So I think that helps with just us all being on top of each other. <laughs> but yeah, that's just kind of tricky. Yeah, I really kind of, I'm not really feeling like depressed, but a lot of times I do get like stressed or bored or like anxious, just kind of sitting there thinking about things. And I haven't really like found things to do like with my time. I feel like I've been kind of hanging out with my brothers, but there's like after hanging out with them so long, we don't know what to do either. And they just want to play their video games. So I'm, we end up kind of just sitting there or playing video games, watching YouTube, boring stuff. I don't know. So, yeah. Those YouTube videos, you can get in pretty deep. <laughs> what 
were you gonna say Esther? I've always been like a like an anxious like fidgety person and I think now with us like having everything like all my work is on my computer so I have to go through and message all my teachers and they give me all my work and then once I'm done with all that I basically have the rest of the day just to do whatever I want. So I found myself cleaning the house for fun and <laughs> watching a lot of Netflix. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I know I know. Didn't De- didn't Dexter say something about that two weeks ago? His like his fifteen year old was cleaning the house too. It's funny the 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 depths that we will go to when we are bored, right? We'll even pull the cleaning supplies out. (laughs) Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. So glad to kind of just get a perspective from Gen Z. And we hope you the best as you guys are finishing up uh, school here. Or maybe not if you don't get the work done. But, you know, it's all on you at this point. So (laughs) thanks for for being with us. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to the Church is Now Online podcast. For more resources from Bethel Church, head to BethelWeb.org, where you can stream services, give online, and find ways to impact our community. To connect with the HP campus, the best way to do that is on Facebook. Join our group by searching Bethel Church-Hobart Portage. If you enjoyed this content and want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you found this content. And it helps us if you rate and review. It just makes it easier for others to find us online. Church is Now Online is produced by the team at Bethel Hobart Portage. Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Scott Irwin, and myself, Dan Jacobson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Until next time, this podcast is to be continued.